Hey, podcast listeners, this is Pastor Freddie T. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you're staying sane in this season of Taylor Swift concerts and prom and graduation. It's all coming at us. Mother's Day is this Sunday. I'm glad you're listening to the podcast. We got a great interview today with church planter Eric Malloy, who's planting real-life Fort Campbell. So dial in, sit back, crank the volume, listen to this great testimony of what God is doing. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think. Welcome the, to the podcast. I think singing, singing the podcast in is not going to be any better morning, than, JV. than what you used to do. Good morning, Fred. My How? my voice, man. I I think I'm done with that old intro. I That's think fine. I got to come up with. My voice kept cracking when I. Hey, it's it's it's. How a you good doing, thing. man? Change is good. I'm fine, man. It's been yeah. what. Three weeks, two weeks since we've been on the podcast. Yeah, is the pollen kicking your tail away? It's no, mine. it's it's you know oh. I, I get it first of the year and then I'm done. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. My lungs have been out of control. Really? Oh, it's been so bad. I don't I don't like to complain. I don't like to listen to people complain. So I don't like to complain. But it's been it's been bad. I don't mind looking at people that complain. It's listening to the people that complain is hard. Saturday <laughs> Saturday <laughs> night I was checking my pole socks laying in bed because I was just I could not get a breath. Pole socks. Pray for me. Pray for me. Podcast list. I don't know what a pole sock. You know the 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 pole sock. The 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 what is it called, Daniel? I don't know. It's you know what I'm talking about. What is it called? Yeah, you didn't think you were on yet. I did not. Eric Malloy. Eric Malloy. It's, uh, it's your O2 level. Right. The what, what? What's that little thing know. called? You put on your finger. Apparently, a pole sock. Pole socks. It's the oximeter. Uh, okay. Oh, I got you. The little thing that fits over your finger. Oh, that you're just touching it like you were doing some saying. manual count, like one, two, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've already let the cat out of the bag. Uh, but Sorry. yeah, we got we got a guest on second segment. We're so excited to have Eric Malloy. How you doing, Eric? I'm I'm great this morning. Got yeah. an email from my deployed kid, so it's uh, a good day. It is a good day. It's a good day. No, JV. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if it's the humidity, if it's the pollen, or if it's something else. Certainly, don't want it to be something else. I, you know, I got I got an X-ray on my lungs about two months ago because I I had I got COVID again. Anyways, enough about all that. I'm I'm uh, you know I think the rain yesterday knocked down the yeah. the pollen a little bit, and I feel better today than I have in three days. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So Ned, no, other than the other than the bird out back, I'm good. The pollen does not hurt. We me. had a bird lay lay is that right? Lay? lay four eggs in a nest on our door, our front door. Yeah, in in a wreath or something. Blue eggs. So is that like a it's a robin, right? I don't know. Yes, they're beautiful. Yeah. Susan took a picture. So amazing. To you accidentally when you're trying to mow the yard and use a blower and just blow those eggs up at the Susan air. Splat, removed splat, splat, one splat. of them. Did y'all have that for breakfast? You're so gross. <laughs> Little robin eggs. <laughs> okay, JV, how you doing? What's, I'm great, What's Fred. new with you? Nothing's new with me. Okay. Just life is great. And Back uh, to Ecclesiastes. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. What else are you going to do? Fred, um, how are you? Other than you don't feel well. You were out this week. You got a little break. That's great. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, baseball. It's oh, district finished up. Everything's on fire, man. Yeah. Park, Parker played last night. Yeah. And he pitched 85 pitches, the maximum that a 10-year-old could pitch. Cool. And, uh, and he, we won. Great. His bat's been a little cold this season, and he ripped one to the outfield. It's awesome. So much fun. Come from behind win. Yes. Little League. Little League. Clarksville High School beat Ross View Ross in the Few. district tournament championship on a walk-off in extra innings. Eagles. Eagles Bam. got shot down. No. Oh, what are they called? War Eagles. The Hawks. Dang it, it was something in the air. Well, when you grew up, JD, Sky Flyers. all those years ago, like me, Rossview didn't exist. So we get confused. Where is Rossview? I don't even know where Rossview is. Exit 8. Oh, okay. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> um, you guys, uh, Jonathan will be at uh, uh, nurse, what's the nursing home? Did Meadows. Spring Meadows. Spring Meadows. Y'all can come visit him in room 332. I'm right next door to Signature. I can go to Signature. Rachel visits him every Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, um, I'll be the one having a mic in front of me talking like someone's actually listening. <laughs> hey, that is they can install that the, is the, the way we're going to entertain you. There, they're going to install the red light that says on when air. You lose it. <laughs> yes, yes. Constantly on. What I'm we'll there do? Talking. What we'll do is we'll record Daniel's voice. <laughs> you know, Daniel Cox prays for us every time before the podcast. He does. This is going south quickly. So no, let me it's ask not. You, this is good. Well, I. Okay, so I think it's I'm I'm happy with it as well. But I had lunch at my parents Sunday. Yeah. And something came up about the podcast and I I said something like, Do you guys listen to the podcast? And they said, Well, we used to, but we stopped when all the silliness stuff started. Oh, OG Fred. And I'm you like, gotta be listening silliness? to this today. <laughs> what yeah, like what silliness? Uh OG Fred, you were talking about my dad. That's right. The original. Um, I, I Jonathan, I was so blown away by Sunday sermon. Yes. Um Pastor Tim Sermon. Yeah. What what did you what Thank did you, you think asking. about Pastor Tim Sermon? So I, I texted Timmy and said it was just a really spectacular job at talking about bond servant slaves or bond servant masters, slaves masters, all that stuff. Um and so yeah, I just I thought it was great. Uh you know you know because you've been coming to men's group on Friday mornings that community group? Yes, community group. Yep. Um, that I've talked about this a lot. I mean, like the whole year, I talk about work uh, and the weirdness of work and difficulty and challenges of work. And so I could go on for days. I know this is kind of a passion for you. You said you collected all these books on work, and one day you're actually going to pop one, us with this big servant series. Day. So one day. Um, so I guess where I have always struggled, and I'll make this quick. Which means I won't. You don't have to. Yeah, it's going to be like two minutes. I mean, I did say. Keep I have said. <laughs> I've said on this podcast that, or maybe I didn't. That I prayed in high school, and actually college. My brother uh, Wally, yes. who is a minister of God, uh, <clears throat> accepted a call to full time Christian service, and that's yeah. if you listen to the sermon. That's what your older brother you looked up to. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. You were the baby. So I mean, I was like, I got in college, I was teaching. I mean, I was loving it, and I was like, I'm going to be a minister too, and I've. Prayed and prayed and prayed and wanted, 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 and eh, it just wasn't there. It yeah. just, just nothing. And so uh, I went out into the uh, world of non-Christian service. There is so much to explore there. <laughs> oh, that's like what, I said. what you just said. That was like such a pregnant sentence of there's so exploration, much, and there's so much sarcasm. A little bit what I'm saying here. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and there's no way we can unwind it this morning. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but, but, but. And so I had come to the realization that Timmy even said it in his sermon, a little bit tongue in cheek yeah. of that, oh, you can go serve 
Jesus while you're making millions of dollars, you know, doing whatever. And I don't know that I ever believed that. And so, mm. uh, so where I found until when I don't, it's a slow progress, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. can't wade into that water and you don't yeah, know when yeah, it happened. Yeah. Uh, but I thought what I've said the last two weeks in community group is the sacred and the secular, the sacred and the secular. We so don't say there is, but there is always in everyone's life, a compartmentalized life whether that's work or not work or church or not church or friends, this friend is a Christian friend, but this friend, kind of my old high school friend, they're not so Christian-y, so I can act differently. So we kind of separate and silo life. And I thought the very end graphic was really good, was that why would we want every person that loves Jesus, <laughs> that is memorizing his work, that is meditating on his truth, that is going all in on everything God be pulled out of what they're doing, pulled out of society, pulled out of life, which is what God created us to do is be out in life. It's not one of our values, but well, it is one of our values, I guess. Um, uh, what is it? Margin. Permission. Margin permission. And also as part of our community group, mm-hmm. you know, where, who are your neighbors? That's where we live. Why would we all want to go into yeah. a, a walled city of right. Jesus and never go out to the people. So what was it about Tim's message that we that we should not have any difference between the sacred and the secular? That oh, that's good. Where you do, what you do and where you live yeah. and who you are with yeah. all kinds of people is who God created you to be. And that's our time. Yeah. It is your time at yes. all times to be yes. at our time. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason that's so important is because you and I grew up in, a, in an environment where anytime anybody would sense a call to ministry— They'd parade them up in front of the church and say, this is the most important thing that anybody could yep. do. Right. And you talk, you talk about bridging, like you talk about making a, you know, us and them kind of a, you know, a, a, a divide. And, um, I, what? go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to be socially etiquette and say, but what, what hits you? <laughs> <laughs> well done, JV. What, 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 what hits you? Well, <laughs> it's what I put in the brain dump. I, I I have had a passion as a pastor to not be an overbearing pastor dad. You just hear all these stories, you know, of pastors that did it wrong in some way, and as a result, their kids hate the church or pushed away from God or don't have a faith of their own, or f- you'll fill in the blank. And... My main my main goal in all my ministry is is to be the kind of pastor that my friends I mean that my kids love the church and love Jesus. And you know, if everything else stinks and burns to the ground, if at the end of the day my kids love the church and love Jesus, I'm like <laughs> that's pastoral success for me. And um but I don't I don't know that I'm good at that. You know, like it's only by God's grace, but like that's what I want. Anyways, Lily, a little over a year ago, sensed a call to ministry and made that public. I wasn't even in the building. It was like a disciple now, and I had a pastor buddy like texting me a picture of her down at the altar, you know, and and, and it is wow. You know, like that was a wow special thing for me. It's like, wow, she's hearing from the Holy Spirit and responding. Wow. Um and at the same time, I think any of my children would be awesome in vocational ministry, but I don't want them to feel an ounce of pressure to do that. And so, um, and I could just imagine like my passion, my intensity, my big personality, 
and two of my sons don't mirror that that my personality. Jack's a little bit of a hybrid of me and Susan. Elliot's all Susan. And I, like I could just imagine for them as young men trying to figure out who they are, comparing themselves to dad and that whole thing, um, that it could be a difficult journey. So I was so moved. I was just so moved. I mean, I was almost in tears before Tim got done, but I knew we were going to huddle up and do the Lord's Supper together as a family because he was preaching and I didn't have to lead it. So we huddle up and I'm just, I'm just like weeping and I want to exhort my kids as we are taking the Lord's Supper. And I can't even, like, I got to ask for a minute. I can't even get the words out. Because what Timmy shared in his sermon was so clear, so good, so powerful for my oldest son. Elliot wasn't there, so I look forward to him hearing the message. But Jack was there and got to hear it. And I was so thankful. I could not have prepared for six months and did what Timmy did with that message. I just could not have put it together the way he put it together. It was masterful, every element of it. Um, but um, I, I was so thankful that my son got to hear that in our church by one of our pastors giving him a vision for God-centered work that's not vocational ministry. And so for me, I, I wouldn't expect that everybody would have that kind of interaction with Tim's message, but holy cow, so powerful for me for that very reason, what I just shared. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that was great. Isn't so that if, cool? If you didn't listen to amazing? it, go back and listen to it. Because as Timmy said the week before on children and parents, you know, everybody can listen to it and glean something. But last week was for everyone in every yeah. stage of life and every part of our society. God has created you for a purpose, and you have to lean into that purpose, whether you are at the top or the bottom of the corporate ladder, and or whether you're at the top of the, the family ladder. It makes no difference that God has created you for a purpose, and that is to serve and love Him. Yeah. I'm so thankful to be able to sit under the authority of God's Word in our church, and I think it's really good for the congregation to see me, the leader of our church, sitting under the authority of God's word in, in our church. I'm really thankful. And so busy yes. season. It's a busy season. So, uh, yeah. we have some, no, nah, it's not a busy season. It's busier. Than JB, you feel busy. Our values. Uh, always, always are busy. Our mar- take a deep breath this morning. Well, JB. I love busy. No, no, take a deep breath. But what just, would I do if I wasn't just, busy? Just take a deep breath. <sighs> now it feels busy. Right. This time of year always feels busy because kids are getting out of school. What would you say? Kids are getting out of school. Getting out of school. Kids are getting out of school. Graduations happening. Prom's happening. Right. So, but you don't have anybody graduating. I do. They're third. So, so every. You don't have anybody going to prom. So let's go ahead and segue. Now let's go ahead and segue. (laughs) So you put one of the graphics is we have graduation Sunday, and so I always. Yes, we do. So at the end of the at the end of every service, I try to be a little snarky occasionally. So, so, so so we'll go through them all. Let's go through them first. Then I'm going to tell you what I tell the kids. So if you say why next steps. Well, I'm Is that talk- what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about graduation and oh, mother, Mother's Day. Bat- mother, yeah. So let's just let's just act like this is a Sunday morning, and okay. we're giving what's going to go on next. Okay. And, and, and when you see me look down at my kids and talk, you think I may be praying over them or saying great things to them. And this is what I'll tell you what I said. So let's go to the first thing. What I, happens- I assume you're saying, kids, what do you want for lunch? Nope. Yeah. We already had that planned out the night yeah. before. Um. All right. What's what fir- what an amazing day we've had in real life today. <laughs> no, wow. I'm no. You're so glad you worshipped uh, with us today. Hey, 
Uh, this is uh, my name is Clay, and this is my buddy Sam, and we've got some next steps. It was for actually you. Scotty this week, but we're that's right. That's right, right. That's right. Hey, today is the last day to sign up for baby dedication. Baby uh, dedication. That's right. And I and I, I yeah, looked at him. There's a there's a kids. sweet little seg- uh, picture up there. Yeah, mother. that's right. There there's the picture. Oh, there it is. Yeah, babies being held up in yes. the air. And I look at the kids. And I said, they're gonna ma- they're gonna make a special exception. Y'all gonna have it done again. And, and now do it just, to them again. Yeah. So yeah. I so I was going to see if I could have them up there. We can dedicate them and again. just hold them in your arms. Well, yeah. To have a nine year old. What I think do they that, say? <laughs> they, they look at me. Nella stares me down. That Max goes, "Shh, Daddy. Yeah. Shh. Yeah. You're distracting me, Dad. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, baby dedication. That's from from baby to four months, four uh, years, four, four years old. Yeah, four years old. Signups are over. Oh, sorry. No, we'll do it again later. <laughs> yep. Uh, but it'll be a wonderful celebration on Mother's Day. Um, that's we have, in a week and a half. That's coming up this Sunday. Mother's Day is this Sunday, JB. It's this Sunday? You better get on the ball. You better get your kiddos loving I, on your wife. My, mother's, my mother is past. I know, so but I have, your kids. Well, it's not my mother. Mom as I tell the kids. lives in your home. Ain't my mom. Ain't my mom. There you go. My mom is You need to remind them. Six years ago. That Rachel ain't your mom. <laughs> She's your mom. All right, I'll, I'll remind and, the kids. And is her it day this is Sunday? coming, kiddos. Is, oh, my goodness gracious. Look at that. How ain't nobody was. happy if mama ain't happy. Okay, right. there's that this Sunday, apparently. Yeah, this right th- this right here is why Big Freddy and Mary Coleman. <laughs> Fred, have, don't turn it off yet. Okay. you got to stay on it. Graduate Recognition Sunday is coming up on May 21st. Hey, kids, you're graduating third, and you're graduating sixth grade. They're going to put you on up there. We're going to get a little cap for you and a gown. <laughs> Now, do they Max be- kicked me at that point. Do they believe your shenanigans at all? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. All right. So a couple other things that I'm super fired up about. Um, I'm looking at our church calendar here, but I don't see it. So I got to crack the whip on our team a little bit. June. Yeah, you, you're you're talking about something else, but go ahead. Oh, uh, June, June, whatever. Father's Day. Uh, it's Father's Day 14th. Close. 18th. June 18th. Two days after the best day all year, which is my birthday. Um, it's Father's Day, and we're going to do what, Fred? We're going to do groundbreaking on the land, baby. The, the land, that's right. Yeah, we're going to do a, a groundbreaking ceremony. Yeah, Father's Day party on the land. Oh my goodness, it's going to be awesome. Do I bring my own shovel? <clears throat> you know what? I thought about inviting all the dudes to bring their shovels. Yeah, like every dude. Yeah, I mean. It, it, I mean, a woman can bring her shovel sure. too. I didn't mean Rachel's that. Got, Rachel's got a shovel. Yeah. Susan. Max has got a shovel. Nell's got hey, a shovel. We're all bringing our shovels. Susan had a toolbox when we got married and I didn't. I know. I don't think there was a shovel in there, but okay. <laughs> we also have. Retractable. Here's something else you probably haven't heard about yet. Probably not. We're having a member meeting on May 21st. What day of the week is that, Fred? Sunday night. Sunday night. At 6 p.m. at Sango Elementary School. What in the world is that? Well, our church has membership yep or you pledge membership and when you pledge membership essentially you're saying i'm a born-again christian yes i've been baptized into the life of the church (coughs) excuse me do you hear that yep and uh uh and i am committing to gathering giving serving and living that's our strategy at real life gathering giving serving and living and membership is just a it's just a, a formal way to say to the church um I'm going to provide loving accountability and I need you to provide it to me. If you know, the old hymn that we sing is my heart is prone to wonder. So acknowledging that that's why membership is such a gift because if we wonder from the Lord, 
the membership of the church is to lovingly pursue us and, and draw us back into the fold. Um, lovingly confront us and say, hey, you're walking down a destructive path. This is not who you are and, and bring us back in. So so everybody that attends real life has not has not chosen to become a member. Everybody that attends real life isn't a believer yet. Um, but we do have an identified membership uh, at real life. Uh, you join the church by going through the path. Uh, and at the end of the path, through your profession of faith and your commitment to our covenant, you become a member at real life. Um, so we're going to have a member meeting where we're going to reflect upon all that God has done. We're going to celebrate. We're going to pray together. Um, hey, little newsflash, we're actually going to put together a member directory okay. uh, so that folks can know who our membership is and have ways to contact other members. It's going to be awesome. So that's coming up May 21st, 6 p.m. at Sango Elementary School. That's Sunday night member meeting uh and then we're kicking off summer studies jv you're teaching a summer study i'm so fired up about mm-hmm. uh yours is going to be on sunday morning sunday morning whole month of august 10 o'clock a.m i love it love it what are yeah. you teaching on um teaching on our purpose through the context of the bible the paradigm yeah yeah if the you want to if you want to if you want to be bored in JV's teaching, <laughs> go to the Bible Project and listen to the paradigm. No, teaching. it's not. You can listen to that. Will but that be? Will that be a good like teaser? The first episode would be really a good understanding of what how they define paradigm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be. It's going to be a hodgepodge of different. Yeah. Con- contextual, biblical, contextual things about bringing us in purpose yeah, in our JV, life. JV, thank you for using your gifts in the body of Christ. Yeah, so there's like 17, 18, 19, I think. We've got a lot of groups. Yeah. We've got, I mean, we've got close to 30 community groups, so we need a lot of, we need a lot yeah. of summer studies for folks yeah. to stay connected. And um, my challenge to all the people that are leading a summer study is don't, don't just let this be an exercise in your teaching. That's right. Let it be an exercise in your leadership. That's right. John Maxwell defines leadership as influence. Certainly leadership is more than influence, but it's not less than influence. So I'm challenging all of of those that are teaching summer studies to pray and ask God to use them to influence people to sign up for their studies. This, I recorded a video to everybody. I'm giving you a little, a little preview JV. Yeah. I recorded a video the other day. uh, That's going to be sent to everyone that's teaching a summer study. Uh, and, um, and what I reminded them of is we're not a program driven church. We're a relational, a relationship driven church. So summer studies don't get signed up for just because we promote them because that's not our culture, right? Summer studies get signed up for when people intentionally invite folks to join with enthusiasm. They, they influence them to join. They don't just invite, they influence, they influence them, um, can I give you a little snapshot of? Sure. There's, there's a kid that we really wanted to go to camp. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's a teenager, and I FaceTimed him Sunday night, and he answered my FaceTime. And I said, "What's up?" I said, "Hey, man, I'm just calling because I want I want I want you to go play chess. See if you want to go play chess." He said, "Play chess." <laughs> and uh, I said, "I'm just joking, man. I, I'm just joking." I said, no, I'm calling about camp. I said, give me one good reason why you can't go to camp with us this summer. Silence. And then and then I took about three minutes and explained to him with enthusiasm why I thought 
he would have an absolute awesome time at camp. And this is what I told him. I said, listen, you've been working really hard in the weight room with baseball and football, and it's paid off. Now, now it's time to invest in your relationship with God. And uh, he said, well, what are we going to do at camp? So I kind of went through it, you know. And then I told him, and I said, hey, and there's another kid who is on the fence that I think if you go and you text him and let him know you're going and invite him to go, I think you could influence him to go. And he's like, all right, I think I'm going to go. And I think I'm going I'm to text him. And I was like, now I want you to go, even if he doesn't go. He's like, and he said, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Um, but, but right now he would not be signed up for camp. He would not be carving out that time had I not made an intentional phone call. My kids were absolutely glued to the conversation. They were all, all three of them were in the room. Lily had a stack of clothes in her, in her hands because this this guy's their friend. He's a big athlete, cool kid, and uh, so so that's what I'm asking our teachers to do. Is think of five folks, you know, who can you call and say, hey, listen, I I think five hours in August. If you give me five hours of your time in August, I think it's going to be life changing for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be great. I, I'm so fired up. Paradigm, you're kicking off Sunday morning. At what time? 10 o'clock. So 10 o'clock. I think you should skip your 10 o'clock sermons yeah. and just come be blown away. You're lying. At That's not what you think, JV. I do. It tell the listeners, away. tell the listeners what, oh, you're saying that about me. Yes. I should just get Timmy to preach. That's right. <laughs> Timmy can come to the 830 one. <laughs> well, I'm not teaching. Scotty calls me 830. But anyway, uh, yeah, so 10 Check o'clock out. Sunday, all August, but there's it's going to be hitting soon. There's no reason why, as Freddie just said, there is no reason why you can't attend one of our summer teaching series. If you just miss a week, it is okay, but go ahead and commit. You'll learn something. You'll get to new, new get to meet new folks. Yeah, It'll man. be a great, great time. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to learn something about God's Word, and that is worth it. That's right. So uh, summer studies registrations are not up yet. So not yet. Take, take this week to pray. They should be up by Sunday. Uh, and member meeting, May 21st. Mark your calendar right now, 6 p.m. at Sango Elementary School. Uh, Father's Day groundbreaking ceremony on the land gonna be absolutely epic and if you are graduating or you have a family member that is graduating from college, from a tech school, from high school uh, get on the website and register them for graduate recognition uh, Sunday. These are such cool milestones. People put so much into schooling and certificates and training that it's fun to really celebrate them and give God glory for His faithfulness and seeing them through um, on these graduate on these graduate days. Great first segment was a blast. I guess Fred, OG Fred, can turn it back on now and listen to the next segment. Uh, I can't believe they just kind of def- def- deflated me today that he doesn't. Well, like. You need to call him, and I'm not calling. Him. Call- <laughs> I'll probably accidentally call him occasionally when I'm trying to call you. So that happened. That happened the other day with the funeral home. Yeah, it's okay. Check it off. It's kind of tricky because my dad works down at the funeral home. Yeah, and I. A pastor, so they regularly call me. Yeah, because people regularly did they die. did they call him to come preach someone's funeral? Okay, um, all hey, right. Hey, can I can I share a little word about Big Fred? Sure. Since he doesn't listen to the podcast, I well, guess this I could, segment apparently, right? Uh, so uh, he didn't know how to fast forward it. I assure you. <laughs> um, so when he was 12, 12 years old, yeah, he stood in front of his church, yeah, 
and told his church that he wanted to be a major league baseball player or a Baptist preacher. Yeah. And uh, his dad died when he was 12. Yeah. And the preacher ran off with the secretary. There you go. So my dad became an insurance salesman. There you go. That's not the first thing he did, but that's the thing that he did for the longest. So I always tease my dad and say, hey, it's, it's never too late to answer that call. Hey, he did. This is Fritz. This is Tim Sermon. He did. Insurance. How many people did he influence oh, in selling him insurance? I know, but he wanted to be a Baptist preacher. I got it, but God has different Not plans. a God glorifier with my work. Got it. That's what I'm talking about. I got it. I'm an insurance salesman too, so there you go. <laughs> Seriously, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm an but insurance he, salesman. But anyway, anyway so I, I rid my dad. I said, hey, it's never too late to... Hey, I mean, the, don't you think the house would be full if we promoted that Big Fred was preaching one Sunday? I don't, guess. Don't you think a lot of people would yeah, come to listen to that? I would listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I JV, I love you. We got a great second segment coming up. I look forward to the second segment, catching up with real life Fort Campbell. Eric Malloy is in the house, and we will hear from him right after this. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where he wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at Real Life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. So text that friend today. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it doesn't work as well for it me. Doesn't. I just don't. I don't bring that same kind of. What's know. the snarky way I can say welcome to the podcast? I, know, I think that would work better for me. Eric, that almost sounded like let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> you know, it's funny because Danny Walls and I were joking about how we feel like we're like if we were wrestling factions like up over at Fort Campbell, we'd be like the G Generation X of like you know compared to like we just lost another real life 20. Sango. We just lost another twenty <laughs> listeners. They don't believe in wrestling. Uh, Eric, you Malloy. mean that's not real? Man, I haven't seen you. You were. Did you hear my little snarky comment at the very beginning of first segment about those that if they've been coming to the men's group on Friday morning? Yeah. Uh, so I gotcha. Eric was a member, and uh, he's been very busy doing other yeah. things, uh, but. Man, I, I don't know what's going on with Fort Campbell. What's tell me? Hey, let me let me oh, let me sorry. introduce Eric. Let me introduce Eric. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. I thought everybody knew Eric, Eric. and Sarah Malloy. Uh, we're going to move to Clarksville the summer of 2023 next month uh, to plant a church uh, to scope out the possibilities of planting a church in Clarksville, Montgomery County. Eric is former military, had a passion for planting in a military town. Ron Edmondson, a mutual friend, texted me about a year ago this time uh, uh, saying, hey, this guy's been approved by the North American Mission Board. You guys really ought to reach out, get connected. He's moving to Clarksville. I text Eric immediately. Uh, so when he and Sarah do come to town, we end up meeting up. And uh, the Lord fast forwards their path. <laughs> they move a year earlier. And so uh, then they planned. So they moved to Clarksville last summer and lived in their camper <laughs> in a van down by the river uh, for a few days, for a few months. And uh, and then uh, God purposed in their hearts to become a part of real life and let us be their sending church and to send them with people and prayer and money and, and cheering them on. 
So Eric and his wife began to host a community group, lead a community group in, in your home. And 12 real lifers jumped in. And uh, next thing you know, the Lord just fast forwards the church plant in the same way that he fast forwarded uh, Eric and Sarah's trip to come here. So, uh, Eric, why don't you give us the real short version of how the Lord fast forwarded the plant? Like just what he's what he did to kind of fast forward it. What what are the big rocks were, and then we're really excited to get an update. Well, so we had a mutual friend who was like, "Hey, this the community church, yes, is looking to connect with someone. I'm not. I don't have the bandwidth for it. Man, you and Freddie, he was talking to me. He's like, you and Freddie like take it and run with it. So we were like, all right, you know, cool. So they had me preaching the fall. I don't remember. I'd, I'd try to guess months, but I'm going to butcher that. And then. Um, and even like first five minutes I'm in there, the pastor's like, Hey, look around. Yeah. I'm done at the end of the year. So, uh, you can come be our next pastor. Or if your church wants to kind of take this thing over, like we can roll with that. And I thought, Oh no, that's crazy. I mean, like, God, this is way faster. And then, so I preached and then he emailed you what, like at like two o'clock Sunday afternoon, <laughs> Hey, let's meet. And then, um, I think you got sick. And then, so Timmy and I went and met with them and it just fast forward, fast forward to, I pitched to the vision. Most of our community group came and joined me early December. I sat down with their eldership and in about a 45 second vote, they unanimously were like, yeah, we're going to become a campus handed me the keys to the building. And we're like, yeah, y'all start January 1st. So our original plan was of course, to meet for January and shut things down and then be starting back up to ready to launch in August. And Man, God just had other plans. and So the community church, which is located out on Jack Miller Boulevard, which is where? It is 0.7 miles out of Gate 1. Okay. So like so. if you go out Gate 1, you cross Fort Campbell Boulevard, it becomes Jack Miller, and we're like right there. Near the airport. Near the airport, next, also next to the Bi-County. Some of like our the, listeners are like, Clarksville has an airport? Clarksville airport. Uh, yes, yeah, right, also right next to the to the Bi-County up there on the yep. um, on, on exit 1. Great. So. So, so this church, like so many churches today, have dwindled in their attendance. All the members have died off. They've not effectively reached the next generation. The community around the church has changed. Uh, and this church was down to about 15, 20, 30 people. About 15 or 20. Yeah. And their elders <clears throat> voted to give you guys the building. That's wow. Correct. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So so now you're in Clarksville a year earlier than you planned with all the rights and ownership over a building, Real Life Fort Campbell. You guys are an autonomous church, so you're not a satellite of Real Life Sango. You're not a campus of Real Life Sango. Right. You're a daughter church of Real Life Sango. So you guys are your own autonomous church. You just use the Real Life moniker, right. logo, as many of our systems that sounded good to you were like-minded theologically. So all this made sense. Exactly. You're an experienced church planter. So there's no reason for us to have you as a campus pastor. You just needed a runway without anybody getting in your way. Right. Yeah. And now you've got a building. Now you guys don't plan to officially launch real life for Campbell until August. That's correct. But now you're in a building, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Our students have come out there on a mission yep. trip. Can you just fill JV and I and our listeners in on what's happening with Real Life Fort Campbell? So, you know, we, we, we started in 
in January. And again, you know, the, the goal was at that point to kind of just transition and build that bridge with the, with the existing congregation. Yes. Um, so it's, a, it's a little runway. bit of a replant. It, well, because, I mean, that was the plan, but yeah. for the most part, most of the, most of the existing congregation wasn't, wasn't interested in, but you've got a, a small replant. core. We do from that church. Um, a handful, about a, three families. Yeah. Which so, I mean, is about yeah. a third of, yeah, that's, the, it's about, it is about a third. It is about a third. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was really cool. The plan was originally to do that. And so, uh, Danny walls, who of course came out of, out of real life Sango, um, leads kind of the military ministry side of things because that's grown too big for me to, to run and try to plant this church. So we were talking kind of towards the end of January, we, we were meeting through January kind of had some things, you know, we said, Hey, there's a couple systems in place that need to get patched before we could ever do weekly services. And they, they got patched by the end of the month. And so I just remember him and I were sitting at, at, at church kind of doing some work there one day and he just looked at me and, and if you know, Danny, you know, you can probably hear this in his voice and he's like, Hey man, this thing's got legs of its own. Like this thing's just, this thing's just going. I don't, he's, he said, man, we have no, we have no control over this thing at all. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you're right. And he said, I don't know if we can shut down at the end of January. And I said, man, I've been praying about that for like two weeks. And now that you said that, like, I think it's. I think that's some confirmation for me just what, because what was shut down anyways? What, so, what do you so mean? We shut were going to stop meeting on Sunday mornings. Okay. Just kind of give us a chance to like, uh, mostly do some work around the building. Okay. Build some, build core team stuff. Well, all yeah. Of that. What were you going to do? You're going to shut down Sunday mornings. We were going to shut down Sunday do mornings, what? meet on Wednesday nights. Okay. And kind of do some core team stuff. Do so some, you were going to develop your core team. I was before you launched publicly. Right. But Danny oh. said it has legs of its own, which oh, which in, he's, which he meant what? I mean, the the church just uh, we we compare it more to a runaway train at this point. It was like <laughs> God slowed the train down long yeah. enough for us to like board, yeah, and then like we got to the next two or three stops, a couple more people got on, and then it was more like riding a roller coaster after that. Like it was chug chug chug, and then we just took off. Can I tell a quick um, story about Danny Walls? Yes, JV. Do you know Danny Walls very well? He's been in this lounge. Yes, he has. Danny Walls is. Such a cool, godly man. Just got out of the military just a couple of years ago. Uh, and um, Danny is the gentleman that was in a tractor club with Raymond Bagwell. And Raymond Bagwell was one of the three siblings that sold us our land. And I got a voicemail one day from Danny Walls saying, a friend of mine in my tractor club said he's got land for us. I drove straight to the land. And uh, so Danny made the connection for Real Life Sango with the Bagwell family that sold us the land. Uh, Danny put the crosses up on the land. If you've ever seen the crosses, uh, we one of our first events on the land, he was out there like early that morning putting up the crosses. And I came, uh, I when I came up, I was like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Um, and... As I was working with you, Eric, I'm praying about who needs to be a part of this. It was so awesome that your whole community community group was like, we, we want to lean in. That was like amazing. Such an evidence of God's hand at work at Real Life for Campbell. Um, and I was like, you know, Lord, who else can we recommend? And, and the Lord impressed just one family on my heart. And I was like, come on, Lord, we need like five or six, you know. But the Lord knew what he's doing. Is Danny, Danny Walls. So I called Danny 
And we had talked about ministry, and he had dreams and aspirations and different things over the years. And I just, I just told him, Danny, this is what's going on. And I just feel really impressed on my heart to reach out to you. And, and he's weeping on the other end of the phone because it, it just hit him like a Holy Spirit lightning bolt. And um, so he's like your right-hand man. Yeah, yeah. And the funny, here, did you hear that story from his end? I know he wouldn't mind me telling this. He, was, <laughs> he said he was like in his front yard, like weeping. And then he's like, oh, crap. Freddie's still on the phone. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up? I mean, like, like, and of course, if you know him, it makes it even it funnier. Like a, oh, a long oh, pause. Oh, Danny's still on the, oh, Freddie's still on the phone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, so that we just were, we just thought, man, God's really, and it wasn't even a numeric thing at that point. I mean, yes, we were seeing significant growth in that first month, but it was more, we could just see God really just working in people's lives and just seeing people go from, and, and you and I have talked about this, the great part about church planning is you just see people activated. You know, you see people who are faithful church attenders, faithful community group members who just kind of sat on the sidelines and then they get this opportunity to be part of a yes. church plant and yes. they just jump in with both yes. feet and you, we could just be get, we could just see this happening in yes. people's lives. And we thought, you know, there's, there, there's, the momentum of, Hey, there's some numerical growth. What are we going to do with this? And then there's just some momentum of God's just doing something here that we had, that we clearly have no control over and that God's just doing whatever it is, it is he's doing. And we thought, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? We'll, 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 we'll go for one more month. And that was kind of our plan. It was like, Hey, we'll I, just, let me, let me interrupt one more time. Hold that thought. Yep. Because you just mentioned something that I don't want us to blitz by. But you talked about how a church plant activates people. Right. Eric, there's some people listening to the podcast today that, in, like, in the back of their head, they're like, why do we start new churches? There's new churches everywhere. Like, why do we do that? And if they're struggling churches, why don't we just fill those up? Well, that that's a little bit of a complicated question. That's a very complicated you, question. Because you can't just <laughs> fill them up. But, but the two primary reasons that we plant churches, one is planting churches is the most effective way to reach lost people. It built into the DNA of a church plant is if we're going to exist next year, we have to reach people this year. Right. Established churches don't feel that because they're established. There's no urgency built into the DNA, like right. built into the fabric of the essence of what they are. I mean, they can take heed to Jesus's mission, go and make disciples, but there's no threat for them next year. We may not exist if we don't reach people. But when you plant a church, that is your reality. Right. You have to reach people if you're going to exist. So, so, so no, there are no debates over this. New churches reach more people faster for Jesus than established churches do, by and large. Oh, the statistics like it's like crazy too. Right. Like so there's no much? debating this. Mm-hmm. Anybody would say yes. That's so, so. Why do we plant churches? It's to reach lost people for Jesus. But the second reason is to activate churched people in their gifts and in their ministries. Because what happens is people become consumers where they just come to church, they just sit, they just soak. Mm-hmm. And God has so much more for them. So a church plant, you said it activates people for ministry. So you get people out of this consumeristic place and it catapults them into leadership and stretches them. And so what have you seen and experienced there? Oh man, we just, um, I mean, across the board, like almost, um, I think at this point right now, the only, on our leadership team, really the only people who have 
any kind of significant church leadership experience or myself and Sarah. Yeah. Everybody else is kind of in a new role. Yeah. And uh, learning how to do stuff kind of as they, on the fly. They're leading kids ministry. They're leading ministry teams. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And you have people who've like, uh, you have people who've, who've, who served in those ministries, yeah. but have never been the lead person. And so they're now getting stretched and uh, learning new skills. It's really kind of cool um, to see people kind of learn and grow. Um, and to be able to kind of develop that and pour into that. Okay, so I interrupted you. I'm thing. not gonna. I'm not gonna interrupt you again unless I just feel like I have to. Jimmy's laughing at me. But you, <laughs> but you, but you texted Timmy and I the other day. Timmy's sick. He was gonna be on here asking good questions too. Um, what? Uh, what? You said you February. Said, he extended through February, and then what happened? Yeah. And well, then, well, and you. Look, thank you, Jimmy. You, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's early. You you texted us. Yeah. And you said. There's so much exciting happening so that I can't much. wait to fill you in on. Right. So fill us in. So so we've 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 grown. Um, I mean, I'm a, I was a math teacher at one point, so I track numbers because it makes me happy. Like I know that's there's a weird. book in the Bible called Numbers. Right. Right. So like everybody who's who hates math um, is like, what? You like? I mean, like it just for me, just it feels better. We've grown by like double digit percentages every month. Um, we hit 105 on Easter, which we were wow, like, wow, 105 people. Yeah. With wow. little, with no real like promotion or anything like that. Uh, we baptized, we baptized five people, we baptized four people on Easter. Come on. Um, one girl reached out to me the following Sunday and was like, I feel very convicted by the sermon. Um, I think I got, I got baptized, but I don't think I was actually a believer. So I would like to get baptized. And so we said, okay, awesome. So that, I mean, you know, and yes. so, so we did that, um, and it's just been really cool to watch. I've had co- multiple conversations with people who feel called to ministry. Um, you know, all, so you have an unpromotion. How are these people finding your church? Um, we have some uh, ladies on the post who are connected to like family groups who just post about it and invite people to church, like just in military spouse groups on Facebook and stuff like How that. How else have people found the um, church? Word of mouth, Google yeah. searches. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a young lady just transferred here, lives in the barracks came to church. She's like, Hey, I knew I was coming to Fort Campbell. So I Googled churches and I found y'all and I've been watching you online wow. for the last month knowing I was going to come to church. Wow. So, I mean, just, just weird stuff like that. Um, so a lot of word of mouth, a lot of just Google search. I mean, we're, we're near the post. We're also kind of tucked away. So you're not going to just like drive by our building. What's um, happened. What's happened lately that I don't know. about? So, uh, with a network we're connected with, do I, yeah, Summit, 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 Summit Collaborative. Summit, Summit Collaborative. I got an email. Um, hey, listen, there's a couple of you guys in, a, in military churches. We'd like to get you guys together over a Zoom call, and let's just kind of see what happens. So we all realize we're we're planning in similar areas, dealing with similar personnel. Wow. One guy's in Virginia Beach, so he has yes. SEAL teams there. One guy's in uh, Fort Benning. It's not going to be Fort Benning. I can't remember what they're going to call it now, but... All us old guys are going to call it Fort Benning until They're we die. They're changing the name of it. Yes, oh. um, and and so a lot of Rangers there. And then you come up here with us. You know, we have group guys. We have the one sixtieth, and so they were, we were like, man, we have a lot in common. What would it look like for us to take these guys, these hard charging? You know, I you know I I'm introducing to Jesus. You have guys who are going to be like, man, I want to go plant churches. I want to do this stuff. And the, and it's not going to be, well, wait seven years, go to college, go to seminary. <laughs> and then we can send you like, no, these guys are going to want to like, yeah, let's go. Um, because that's what we've done. You know, those of us in the military, that's what you do. You just, you kind of learn on the job and then you go do it on your own. Right. That's just, that's just how we do things. And so we said, well, what would it look like for us to work together to then be able to kind of send that next level of, of guy to go church plant. JV, so, are you tracking this? I am. 
So they've not officially launched, and he's already talking about planting a church. Yes, you mean yes, extending yeah. future churches, yeah, sister churches, absolutely, yeah. campuses, yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm following. So we're we were yeah. So we we connect with these guys, and so we said, and so one of the guys we were talking to, and he said, "Man, you know the only the only post we're missing that would really kind of complete our picture is Bragg also changing their name to Fort Liberty." Um, and and so one of the guys was like. Hey, I got a buddy who's church planning there. Let me let me go. Let me find his. I haven't talked to him in a minute. Let me go find his number, and the four of us like will collaborate together and kind of make this thing happen. So we've been trading emails over the last week, and it's just we just said, you know, it's just really the, the cool part is we know on the church planning side that we're not alone, but then the church planning and military communities, you know, our everybody in our in our in our church has this idea. Hey, there's a bar. There's um, you know, all kinds of tattoo shot, which I don't have an issue of tattoos, obviously it, you can't see it, but, um, all of this stuff of the flesh sitting outside of military posts. Why can't we plant a church outside of every military post mm. and provide real hope, mm. eternal hope mm. to these soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen, um, you know, even the coast guard, uh, all of that stuff. Why can't we do that? And so, you know, it's one of those, well, it's a big dream and you kind of feel like you're doing it alone because, Man, you know that's it, and then you connect with these other two guys who, bro, that's so who cool. are just in line together. Hey, we're going to do this together. So the Summit Collaborative is a network, a church planting network that Real Life Sango and Real Life Fort Campbell are a part of. So they do things like brotherhood. They do leadership cohorts. They come alongside church plants. They invest in financing. They're praying for church plants, and they do annual retreats. Those kinds of things. So out of this network, you've now connected with other church planters that are planting in military context. That is so cool. Yeah. So that was like the big one. It just, it was one of those things. I took a step back and the two of our, uh, Danny and this other guy, Ryan, who are probably like our other two kind of key leaders, um, in our church. And I just, uh, we, we were cutting grass at the church at the same day. I was like, guys, I got to share this with you. And so we shared it and all three of us were like, man, this thing's so much bigger than we, than we could even. Like God has such a bigger plan for this than we even <clears throat> thought three months ago, four months. You know, what I mean? like it's just as it just keeps going. What's the hardest thing for you right now? Oh, well, in essence, we're 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 building the airplane while it's in flight. Like that's that's the that's the hardest part is that we because God fast forwarded this thing so much is that we basically taken flight with a skeleton and now we're we're like building the plane. As we're flying, you didn't it. shut it down. You kept it flying. Yeah, yeah. and I, honestly, you know, you look back. Oh, and it's it was the right call. Yeah, it's still the right call. God's still doing stuff. Yeah. And so honestly, what's hard? What's hard about building it while it's flying? Well, because we just it's all of the systems and all of those things you like to be able to have in place when you church plant that we're just kind of building the systems on the fly. Yeah, gotcha. how's Sarah doing? She's doing good. Finished. She's counting down the school days. Yeah, I didn't get my countdown this morning because I left earlier than normal, but I think it's like eleven and a half days. She's yeah. counting down ready for her summer break. She's a school counselor at the elementary schools. Does for she people feel connections know. and friendships? And um, You know, she said it the other day. She was like, it's so cool. She said, you know, we spent, you know, years in Boston and it, she, you know, had a hard time really kind of making solid, like, girlfriends. And she's like, now we're in Tennessee and I have multiple girlfriends who, like, want to go hang out. And, like, and she's like, it's just awesome. She's, uh, she actually just had uh, every other Monday, she has the ladies over for a Bible study. Just, that's where her heart's at is, 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 is doing ministry to the ladies in the church. And so, so good. they had ladies group last night. So, and I, I don't think they left. I don't think 
the last lady left my house till after nine. Yeah. So it's a little surreal for me, JV, being in the lounge today recording the podcast because we were in an elder meeting a, about a year ago where I came in and I was I was so thin, not physically, <laughs> just emotionally, spiritually. I was exhausted. And I was like letting the elders bear that burden, right? I was just kind of asking for care and encouragement. And Chuck Colwell, cool, cool, uh, brings up when we like where who where, where are we going to multiply next? And I'm like Chuck, do you not hear me? You know, like I'm I'm absolutely exhausted. I can't think about anything. You know, like. I need a season of besides still waters, you know, and, um, and, and that's the beauty of team leadership is I'm exhausted and Chuck's heart is filled with faith about what, what's God going to do next. And it was like Chuck's faith was strong when I was weak. And I think God honored Chuck's faith to make us ready to receive you, Eric, to Yep. So, uh, I'd, I've heard this story from you and I've heard this, I've started this story for both of y'all. Yeah. Like, yes. So there's a lot of things going on this morning. And, um, so yeah, I was in that meeting, uh, biblical context here for me is you said something, which is really cool. Uh, Tim and I and Fred went through at our, our, our what do we call it? Homegrown, homegrown church, grow up church, whatever church, <laughs> uh, experiencing God. So I think if, if you're a podcast listener today and you're like, I don't know if God in this culture and this society could ever work. God's always working. That's a very biblical context that God is always at work. You yes. can open your eyes, you can activate. That's the word we've used this morning, but God has already forged a path at Psalm 23, Fred, that you just mentioned that God is already leading us in, in paths of righteousness. He's all always chasing after the lost one, and he is wanting to us join in that work. That is a basic biblical context. You said something really cool about the collaborative thing. You like, you feel like you're like building this plane as it's flying. You, you kind of feel kind of alone in a way. You've got your small core, but it's like, what am I doing? What, I've done this before, but gosh, I, and, and then you get hooked up with three other, four other guys. And it, it reminded me greatly one of the Psalms I'm, I'm memorizing is his steadfast love endures forever. And Fred, you remember the story or, or Eric, you remember the story of Elijah. He goes and has this miraculous bell bashing. You know, he does this altar and the fire comes down from here, licks all the water up. And then he, and then all, they're all after him after that. And remember he goes and hides and, and he, and he's all, de, all depressed and despondent that nobody loves me. And I'm out here on my own. And he, God grows this big plant, covers him from the heat of the sun, and then it dies. He's like, see, God, this is what you're doing. And God comes to him and says, I've got 80 just like you out there doing my work. It's not your work, Elijah. You are instrumental in the areas that I've given you, but you're not alone. This is my work, and I'm going to do this at Virginia Beach. I'm going to do this at Fort Benning. I'm going to do this at Fort Campbell. I'm going to do this at yeah. Fort Bragg. Yeah. I'm doing this in Columbia and not South Carolina, Gamecock with your hat on this morning, the country of Columbia. I'm mm. doing this in Kazakhstan. Mm. I'm doing this all over the world yes. because I love people so much Ugh. that I'm going to chase them down with the love and the blood that I've given for them for wow. salvation. Well, it's funny. So like, you know, we've done this before or whatever. And um, Sir and I were laughing about this the other day. You know, we're not 
toiling any harder here than we were in when we came from Boston and just uh, the the response and, and the growth that we've seen here uh, just dwarfs what happened and just, you know, just in Boston. And, we, and so to me, it's just a very, very quick reminder of how little in control I actually am and how much it's literally just, we just step into whatever, like you just said, like with experiencing God, see where God's at work and you just kind of join him on his work. It's just a real clear um, reminder of how, um, I don't want to say insignificant because we're not insignificant because God does individually care about each one of us. But like you just said, how he's the one who's doing the work and I just get to kind of, that's be the, part of the part of what's happening. Here. That's, like that's the paradigm. Here. That's the huge reminder that we, that we get every day. Like I wake up and you know, I, I, I my, in my mornings, I get up to let the dog out, make my coffee. And then, uh, Sarah jokes that mean me and the dog go read the Bible. Like, cause that's, <laughs> you know, he sits in my lap while I read, while I read the Bible. He's, you know, he's, he's your best friend, right? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> right? Um, the scary, the scary, not pit bull, but he is, <laughs> I mean, if you don't know, he's 90 pounds yeah, and he lays in my lap, like he weighs dog. 10. Yeah, um, dog. he's just a big baby. And so he's like, he like, and so I get up and every morning when I read my Bible, when I start praying, I just think, you know, God, I just, this is awesome. What's happening. And it's awesome that I give you part of it, but, but it's a, it's a huge reminder how, how he's the one who's really doing it. And every time I start to get a little bit of an ego about it, you know, I, I, I get reminders and I'm like, you know, it's really just you. And I'm just so, I'm so happy to, to just to be able to understand that kind of maybe at this point in ministry to understand like how much it's, it's all God, it's a hundred percent God. And it's yeah. just, you know, 0% Eric and me just, you know, all right, what am I supposed to do now? I love what, I love right, what cool. Paul says in first Corinthians where he says, they, they were arguing over who the best preacher was, you know, that kind of thing. Paul, Paulus. He says, what, what is man? You know, one plants, another waters. God gives the growth. And he actually says, you know, man isn't anything there, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, like, we know that that's not, like, the final absolute word of man. We're creating the image of God. We're the pinnacle of his creation. And yet, in that context, you know, it's like that Psalm, I think it's Psalm 8, JV. What is man? That you are mindful of him. Was the son of man. That Come you, on, give it to us. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that you care for him. There you go. That's we right. So we were uh, we were privileged to send, uh, we've done, I think, two mission trips with you right now. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. So we, is that right? That's two. So so we sent out a, a student ministry team. Right. And they were, we, they were awesome, by the way. Yeah. They were awesome. So, so tell us about the two trips. I mean, they were like day trips. They were day trips. Yeah. And it was like 30 minute drive to you, 25 minute drive to you. So tell us about that. I mean, not really a need to like spend the night or anything. Like that. I mean, I, right. guess you, I guess you could. We have a bathroom in the sure, church. I, sure. I mean, in a shower, I, I guess you could. But what did we um, do? What did Real Life Sango do with you? So the first one, they came in and they uh, we needed to remodel the sanctuary. Um, it was very dated. Uh, some day, uh, anyways, it's not. I'm not going to get into that. So we were like, we got to paint. We got to do all this stuff. And so they literally like painted the sanctuary. Like painted the sanctuary. Cool. Um, it's amazing what a fresh coat of paint oh my will gosh. do to a room. That, that's the cheapest, easiest way to remodel a room, right? Yeah. We tried to pull up the carpet. Um, the amount of glue that was put on that carpet was insane. Uh, it's 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 hilarious. There was like six of us. Daniel was there. He's laughing. There were six of us. We had bolted two, like two by two by fours together, and there were six of us yanking on it. And it was glued down so much we actually just ripped the carpet off of the two by fours. <laughs> it was it was an absolute nightmare. But they uh, they dismantled a couple of they had these weird kicker walls that kind of blocked part of the sanctuary from another part. Um, so we did those. We moved the pews. 
uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, it just really just facelifted the entire the entire place. Um, and then so it was helpful to you. Oh my gosh, it was amazingly. I mean, helpful. sometimes mission trips like you get done with it and you're going, "Why did we come?" Yeah, you know, like did they just create this busy work for us so that we could pat ourselves on the back for going on a mission mm-hmm. trip? But the crew that we sent out there was helpful to you. They were awesome. And then the students came. And they and so we we have a we have a room that we need to remodel to turn into a kids room because uh, that's like this past Sunday we were uh, we were lower than our normal attendance but like almost half of our congregation shake it off shake it off oh it's it's not even a big I'll give you a hug anytime you need it um it sucks having low attendance let's be honest it it does let's be honest it's tough um but we had uh almost half our congregation was kids we had nineteen school age kids oh wow so like we we just know one. Yes, one of our needs is you, yeah. you know we, yeah. we need we need more we need more children's workers. Yes, just because we're just growing so so quickly. Yeah, so so the time for you to join in the work has not ended. Oh, absolutely not. A listener of the podcast no. today could could text you at uh, or email you at oh Eric E R I K at reallifefortcampbell.com. There you go. So you just go on the website and email me too. E R I K at real life F T Campbell.com. I'll buy you, you come up on the, on the, yeah. I'll come up at exit one. I'll buy a Muggsies or we can, uh, as, as Timmy likes it, we'll go have some JP's hot chicken. You know, it's a good time up there. Uh, or West Coast. kids. Wow. Yeah. So we, we know real quickly, well, we've already divided into two rooms and we know having to move into another room is going to be. And so they, the kids cleared out this room for us. Um, and now all we really need to do is, um, fix the walls put down flooring and paint and we can have another kid's room. Yeah. So it's really like, that's the kind of stuff that really they, they were able to just what they did put us about two months ahead of if we had to do the work ourselves. Like, so you need some, you know, you, you need some volunteers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, is could, could someone, could someone from real life saying, I'm just brainstorming on the fly here. Could someone from real, like I know how we do it at real life single, but could someone from real life saying, come out once a month. So that's what we try to do. Okay. We try to rotate it because we, okay. you know, if we, you know, I, I do love the model at Real Life Sangle, how you have two services. Oh, yeah. I'm going to serve a kids ministry sure. during 830, go to yeah. church during 10. That's awesome. We don't have that. Yeah, we didn't, um, you know, we not for right. a year. You know? Right. Yeah. But somebody could come out. Yeah, that's what we do. We rotate once through, a month, once a month, serve, and then go back to Real Life Sango and that would worship be, and that would be amazing. Okay. If they, okay. If, if somebody would, would come and say, Hey, listen, I'll, I'll do kids ministry the third Sunday of every month. I mean, that would free because we have several people who are doing it two and three times a month sure. just because sure. Sure. we've yeah. grown in kids, right. but we haven't quite caught up in, <clears throat> you know, in what volunteers. we did when we were planting because we had the same issue, one service. Um, and, and for us, we wanted continuity for the kids, which you can't always have when you're right. a new church plant. So we we actually asked people to serve for a quarter. So they were out of worship for a quarter. Wow. Yeah, for a fourth of the year. But if they were willing to commit for the fourth of the year, then we could say, okay, for the rest of the three-fourths of the year, you're in worship. That's awesome. Um, yeah, okay. All right, what else? What else do you need? It may not be something that we can do, but what what can we pray for? Well, uh, we're praying to kind of... Uh, flush out our worship team yeah. we have we have a, a young lady um that steve got us connected with ketsia ketsia she came in just um it was, it, it was for, awesome. she came from real life saying well yeah, yeah yeah she came in led worship just to kind of fill in for us one sunday yes and then and, you know we didn't really have have a permanent guy either sure. he was kind of just hey i'm here until you find someone yeah. and so her and her husband came he's active duty 
Uh, and so she, uh, after at the end of the service, heard her husband. Whoa, let me let me brag on them a little bit. They showed up early, got their sound check done, and uh, we're kind of doing some last minute like touch ups. And and she walks her and her and her husband, her and Matt walk up to me. And they're like, "Hey, what can we do to help?" And I was like, "Hey, listen, I'm I'm in the middle of this. Uh, Sarah's kind of orchestrating what everybody is doing." And so she, I was like, "You can ask her." And so she was like, "Well, someone needs a vacuum in the front hallway. I need someone to sweep." And they just grabbed a, a vacuum and a, and a broom and we're like, yeah, okay, we got this. Yeah. And they just knocked it out. And I thought, man, cause they're young. I mean, early twenties, like you're like, yeah. wow, that's yeah. how cool is that? So, um, and she was like, Hey, listen, we really like this church. We'll be back next Sunday. If you need me to lead worship. Cool. If you need me to play worship. Cool. If I'm just going to come and tend, Hey, that's cool with me too. Nice. Like I just, we just really like it here. Yeah. Um, and so we, we sat down, we had them over for supper that week and just had a good conversation and we're like, Hey, what do you think? You would just, just kind of keep going with this thing and so yeah so um but it'd be nice to have a few more you know so we we really need a guy singer we have a bunch of a bunch of girl singers which is great but if you're a guy it's a little hard to sing along because you're like yeah my voice isn't quite that high <laughs> um and so it's a little bit tough we you know maybe a couple of instrumentalists as we're really kind okay, of we'll pray for flesh this. that out what um, else what else can we do or pray for? well you know just just kind of filling in those pieces more more opportunities to uh well opportunities are coming very quickly but i think maybe just wisdom on which opportunities to pick yes and which opportunities to yes. which are distractions um, which are distractions and which, and which are, are i mean all of them are good but what yeah. are good and what is what is good and what is from god is yes. really what we need to Ooh, what we need good. to make a decision about that's so good. we have a lot of those opportunities and then um we we partnered with uh with the cba uh, Cumberland baptist association we're going to do a vbs at the end of the year at the end of the Sweet. summer um which is crazy because the community church did one last year um, they, they, they pulled it together. Everybody volunteered. They had 31 kids show up. Yeah. Um, but of course when yeah. you're a church that's struggling, yeah. Yeah. You don't have a good place to plug them in. Where are they gonna plug you don't have a good back. follow up. You don't have environments that the kids are going exactly. to come to and think. Exactly. Oh, those guys, I love VBS, but church on Sunday stinks. You know, it's like, exactly. You, so the harvest is plentiful, Eric. So we thought, why not piggyback on what they did last year, yeah. do it well, and then have some, have a place yes. for these kids to plug in. So that'll be in uh, July. And then, of course, our big launch is in August. We're doing a block party on the 19th. So let, me is, ask, let me ask you that. Okay, okay, go And ahead, then the go 20th, ahead. we're going to launch. Um, we have some people who've committed to do like a like a pig roast or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, think about it. Like you put the smoker, yeah. you start smoking the meat at 5 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and people are going to show up. You guys had a big Easter egg hunt. We had a huge How Easter many egg people hunt. came to your Easter egg hunt? Several hundred. Wow. Our parking lot was full. Wow. Um, side note, if, if you show up to an Easter egg hunt, 10 minutes after it starts you're still scarred it's by gonna that. be over you're still you're, st <laughs> you're still scarred by the angry person i yeah, we had a couple of angry people show up 10 minutes late and they were like the easter egg hunt's over and you think you need a hug have y'all been to one it's like black friday for little kids <laughs> yeah. like you turn them loose and all yeah. the toasters are gone i mean that's you know like that's i mean that's just kind of how it works um oh, but yeah so that's so that, that was huge uh okay so you're you know, gonna do you're gonna do a vbs at the end of the summer at the end of July. At the end of July. And, and the CBA is going to, uh, some of their interns are going to work with you. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's to right. To help you put it on. That's right. Can we help you with it? Absolutely. Because we don't do a VBS. Right. One of the reasons we don't do a VBS is because every church around us does VBS. And in in the bigger churches, you kind of have the, the merry-go-round of kids making yep. their way all the way around to all the VBSs. Which is why I haven't done it in the past. Yeah, but you guys are in an area where it's like, no, you really ought to do a VBS. We really, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. for us, if we did a VBS, we would just serve 
the 400 other Christian kids that just came from the other VBS. Right, right. You know, it's like, and we're, sur- second, that's not we're just we surrounded do. by kids up there. Like yeah, the dude. whole, we have so many neighborhoods and so much stuff around there. Yeah, absolutely. We, we would love to have volunteers. Are you going to communicate with us and like, we'll be able to push this out to our mm-hmm. church to volunteer? To absolutely. Say, okay, okay. It's the week of the 24th. But you'll be getting organized before then. Oh, uh, mark your calendars for the week of the Absolutely. T- our, our director, our director, yeah. we have a beautiful VBS director. <laughs> It's it's my wife Sarah. Kate somebody's curious. <laughs> really pretty blonde girl, um, and so she's she's really good at it. She and of course she's she's a, she works in the school, so you know she's got some time this summer. So yeah. that'll be great. Um, yeah, we'd love to have volunteers. The idea is we'll we'll do it in the evening um, oh, because we have an evening one. We have okay. our because everybody in our church works. Yeah, so we can't do it during the day because yep. we don't volunteer. So All right, here's my last question. In. But before I bring my last question, JV, what do you got? You got an encouragement for Eric. You got a question. No encouragement for Eric. I think we need pizza again sometime, dude. <laughs> pizza. I think we need to go get pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Jonathan yeah, will yeah, take yeah. you to Phoenix for pizza. Oh, I, 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 was, I, I heard that yeah, one. For, yeah. I mean, Thirsty Goat's great, but it's not Phoenix. Uh, no, no. Go ahead and ask your last question. Um, so my, my, last, my last question is just um, be as vulnerable with us as you can. Um. How is your soul? So we know how we can pray for the church. How can we pray for you? Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Um, you know, just uh, it's the typical up and down wrestling with everything. You know, I I think you probably understand that. that. Was, I, that was so vague. In the in the pastoral that was way, so vague. Um, you that know, was, you just you wrestle with. That was so not vulnerable. Not at all. No. Um, Give us one vulnerable. One. Well, vulnerable you know, it's point. Just, there's I, obviously I, I shared when I when I preached in January about just the mental health things or whatever. And there's definitely days you wake up when you're like, Am I even worth doing this? Like, why is this? Like. So, you know, just, just the typical struggle. Okay. So you said there's days that you wake up. Mm-hmm. Are there days that you wake up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, just to be honest, I mean, I think I've been open with it. I, you know, I've, I've some struggles with anxiety and depression and okay. stuff like that. Okay. Um, so and that so there's be- definitely some so days. That, so that beast is still knocking at your door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great book. I actually, I read about it. Yeah. Um, recommended to me Spurgeon sorrows. Yeah. And if you read about Spurgeon, he struggled with depression, like literally his entire life. So that's pastor Zach. Um, Zach Esquine. Esquine. Yes. Yes. That was, that was, I'm not much of a crier. Yeah. And there was <laughs> definitely some times I, I teared up reading that so book. So that was good for your soul. It was, oh, it was, it was amazing for my yeah. soul. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's one of those, it's probably going to be an annual read for me. Just a quick so scale of one to 10 right now. How's your soul? Probably seven. Okay. Biblical number of perfection. Yeah. I didn't even think <laughs> about that. My wife's favorite number. Yeah. That worked out. Yeah. I'm thankful it's not a six. We want to pray today that the Lord moves it to eight. And uh, what a great work he's entrusted to you. We love you. We're so thankful for you, for your obedience, for your courage, for your faith. It's just so amazing. And honestly, we're, so this is, the third time we've done this. And this is the first time we've really had like a real sending church. Woo-hoo. Like we've had a sending church before, but very much like, Hey, good job guys. Yep. You know what I mean? But this is the first time we've really had a sending church who was truly invested in us. So you're truly, really, really pleased you know, with how real life saying doing. We're so thankful. It was, you know, you and I had a great conversation. It, it's, it, it was the perfect timing, you know, with, with our time, y'all didn't really have a huge opportunity to kind of handhold us, but at the same time, 
you know, I have some experience. So I didn't really need a whole right. lot of handholding. Right. And so it was kind of nice just to really be able to, uh, you know, text with you and Timmy and, you know, share insight and also like, like share memes. And yeah, when you know, all this was accelerating, like when all this was accelerating, I told you, Hey, <laughs> we want to, we want to partner with you. We, we want to be your mother church, but I've got, even though one of our values is margin for mission during our time, moving our church through that process, I had zero margin. So I couldn't be the kind of bro in the trenches that I would normally want to be. But but you didn't need anybody holding your hand. You were like, hey, we're going to plant this church. We're going to get after it. What What do you want real life to know in terms of our role as ascending church? So our church just made massive sacrificial commitments to invest in our time. Right. Uh, one of the pillars of our time is it's our time to send and multiply. So, so you guys are being fueled by that. We're sending people, we're sending prayers, we're sending money. Um, just, can you just pastorally speak to our church as we close on why is, how is our time significant to real life Fort Campbell and how in real life is ascending church? Why should we care about this? And just think about it's stewardship in general. I think about the parable of the talents. Um, and if you, if, if, you know, if you don't remember that from Sunday school or whatever, you know, five, he gives each one talents based on what they're capable of. And, um, the first two, you know, invest and, and, and multiply the final one just kind of hides it because he's like, man, I just, I just don't want to screw up. I don't want to make, make a mistake. And I've been part of churches before who were afraid to send their people because, well, what if, if we send our, our, if we send our high level leaders, if we send our, our folks, what about our church? Like what's going to happen here? And what I think's really been great about real life Sango is, is y'all have been very open-handed, very like, Hey, 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 that kind of thing. And I truly believe that, 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 that there's a supernatural spiritual blessing from God from being open-handed because God, why in the world would God continue to send real life single people, leaders, if you're not willing to raise and send, I mean, you know, ultimately is, is, you know, we said, well, it's, they're not our people like our, like my, the, the leaders we have at real life Fort Campbell, the leaders you have at real life single, they're not our people anyways, they're God's mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And it's our job, you know, Ephesians four, it's our job to invest, to teach, to train, to equip people to do the work of the ministry. The Bible says shepherd the flock of God among you. It's his flock. It's his flock. Yeah. And so, if, you know, if, if we if we equip the people for the works of ministry, yeah. man, sometimes that's our church. Yeah. Sometimes that's yeah. somewhere else. And so I just think, I think the open-handedness of, of Real Life Sango is a, it's a culture of the church um, by, you know, we've seen it with, with our time and also by, by what's happened with people coming alongside and serving alongside us. And I just think, you know, pastorally, to not ever change that DNA yeah, yeah. because the minute any, any of us individually corporately as churches, we start really, okay, God, what about me? What about me? What about yeah. my stuff? Yeah. He's going to say, well, it's not your stuff anyways. Yeah. And if you need a reminder, I'll show you that it's not your stuff. So there's people on our prayer team that are praying for you that you'll never meet. There's people. God, that, that's so encouraging, man. There's people that have given, uh, that will help you do your VBS to prepare for your launch in August uh, that you'll never meet. Mm -mm. 
one, two closing sentences. What do you want to say to them? Thank you. Thank. I mean, ab- thank you, and I and I I mean that with absolute just humility and 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 genuineness. Like, thank you. Uh, I don't think we we ever understand mm. the importance of just praying for people and even the anonymous prayers, anonymous giving that we just faithfully give to God to trust what He's going to do with so it. Good, bro. And so um, y'all have been instrumental in what's happening. I mean, yeah. y'all are going before us. Y'all are pleading with God for good things to happen, to see people come to faith in Jesus. Yeah, and we can already kind of see it happen. Thank you for letting us be a part. Well, thank you. Thank you for trusting us. And and the invitation is to come worship with you any Sunday. Any Sunday. Come serving kids any Sunday. Come eat some, take take you to lunch to some hot chicken on Fort Campbell Boulevard. Yes. Oh, we also have West Coast Tacos, a hot chicken's not yeah. your thing. It's around yeah. the corner. That place is great too. I got sick eating West Coast tacos once. Did you really? Yeah, one time. Check oh my gosh! I so Sarah makes fun of Danny and I. I think all we she's <laughs> like, "Do you and Daddy ever eat anything besides chicken and tacos?" <laughs> and and um, I mean, I think we we do, just not together. Well, JB. podcast listener, you you got to hear kind of the genesis, the pre genesis, and now what's going on currently and what's going to be occurring at real life Fort Campbell. So uh, Eric, we appreciate your sacrifice to God's call to vocational ministry. We also appreciate um, that you are humble before his leadership and what you're doing to uh, encourage and to invest and to equip the saints. Uh, Fred, it's been a great morning. Love you, JV. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Got a lot going on. If you say, well, I don't know what I can do. Well, you just heard about an hour and 20 <laughs> minutes of stuff that you could do. Um, and so reach out to our church that's typing mission to 97,000. We can connect you with Eric. We can connect you with what Real Life Sango is doing. So good, man. Hey, keep it real. Hey, man, keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real, keep it Jesus.